Welcome back, Racing HQ Saturday. Hope you're enjoying the start to your morning. Uh, all podcasts will be up from our uh, trainer and jockey interviews. Uh, they're up now too. Uh, so if you missed anything this morning, wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple, uh, Wooshka, there's various places. You can have a listen to those and catch up on uh, what's already gone down this morning. Steve Ralton joins us from the Racing New South Wales Stewards panel now to run through some notes for the Randwick meeting. Good morning to you, Steve. Good morning, Luke. Uh, what have you got for us this morning? Uh, just a few horses that have, um, have, haven't have had the best of luck at their last start. Um, starting off race two, number five, Phillipsburg. Um, ran ninth of 12 last start, beaten four and a half lengths, but really didn't, didn't uh, enjoy any luck in the straight. <clears throat> Excuse me. Didn't get clear running till the last 150 metres and closed off quite well. Uh, two runners out of the highway. Um, you've mentioned this morning, number four, Solire, uh, in a benchmark 78, went third to Omniman. Uh, didn't get clear running until late in the piece and closed off very strongly. Uh, number 12, Take the Kitty. It was another horse that had its first run in a highway last start a fortnight ago and ran third. Uh, it was just held up and blocked for a run early in the straight and closed off very strongly when in the clear. And finally, in uh, race nine, number six, Super uh, Pursuit. Um, a bit of a victim to his own racing pattern, but held up for clear running uh, from the 400 metres until after passing the 200 and when he found clear running, he, he closed off very uh, strongly. Super. Mate, appreciate that information. So do our punters, and you have a good day, Steve. Thanks, Luke. There's Steve Ralton joining us there, Chief Steward at Racing New South Wales. They'll have a busy day with another 10-race program out there at Ramwick. Hopefully not too busy, though. Uh, and uh, appreciate that information from Steve. Uh, later on, after 10 o'clock, we will uh, do Behind the Gates again. We're just building our multi now, punters. Um, Hurls has gone down. He's gone down. I don't know. I don't know what's happened. The great man. I hope he'll be uh, part of the show this morning. But he might be a late scratching there as well. So um, unfortunately, he won't be joining us for the preview. He's uh, a little bit under the weather uh, this morning. The great man. So um, I do apologise. But uh, you'll have me uh, providing your market information, which will uh, not be as good as Hurls, obviously. But uh, I'll do my best to provide what I can for you. We've got Ron Duffersey back with us this morning. Uh, Duff, uh, as I say good morning to you again, how's your confidence level for this Randwick meeting? Uh, look, there's probably three horses I'm keen to back and the rest I'm going to um, yeah, tread water to a certain extent until I think there's an edge or a push from the yard or a push in the market. But I've locked the tips in. At least I've got that far. But there's three horses I'm really keen on. Yeah, good to hear, mate. Uh, Ray Hickson joins us for the preview. Good morning to you, Ray. Uh, yeah, morning, Luke. Uh, good day, Ron. Yeah, um, you're always a little bit confident before the start of the meeting, I guess. But uh, yeah, look, I, I tend to agree with Ron. There's a few few horses there that I like, but um, I just hope we can find some winners. Mate, that's what we're here to do. Uh, we're here to mm. find winners. We're here to back winners. And we'll kick it off with race number one, guys. Uh, I'll give you the market information here. It's uh, for the two-year-olds, 1,100 metres. And I can report that number one infatuation is $7.50. Scratch the next two. Number four, Cabalas off the luckless debut at Canterbury. Went up 15, got to 17 on Wednesday. Is now a $13 chance. Number four, Estriella. Uh, went up 350. That was immediately taken. Uh, not long after the market opened this morning, 280 to 290. Number six, Shaken, has been well-backed uh, throughout uh, at various stages. They went up 420. That was taken down to 380. Today, uh, post-scratchings has been $4 to 330. Shaken, number six. Seven, Sounds of Heaven, $10. Eight, Boss Savant, 41. Number nine, Yale, is 126. Ten, Desperately, 51. 
11 Destructive Diva, 26. Um, they bet $81 uh, earlier in betting. Number 12, Portarosa, 13. 13 Untouchable Legend, went up 17, now $10. Scratch the bottom one. Favourite is number five, Estriella at $2.90. Duff, how does the speed look here for race one? Well, she's pretty quick, desperately, um, even though out in the market. Shaken showed really good speed, um, winning at Wyong. Um, then you've got, obviously, Estriella just behind them. Sounds of Heaven's got good gate speed, having been up there in a 900-metre race at Newcastle. And I don't know what infatuation does from that wide draw, uh, whether she pushes on or looks for cover um, at uh, early in this race. Okay. Uh, Ray, how do you see this first race? Yeah, I agree with Duff there, the infatuation. It'll be interesting to see how they played. If she jumps really well, you'd imagine she might follow Shaken across. But look, I'm going six, five, one, and 4. I'm going to go with Shaken. Um, I think that... She just ran right up to her outstanding trials when she won at Wyong. Yes, the race panned out for her, but she just did it so easily. And I think if she gets the first half of the race right, if she can find it, that, that spot just up either in the lead or, or on the speed, I think she'll hit the front, and it'll be a matter of whether Estriella can run her down. Now, she was outstanding, winning, obviously, at her debut. Uh, she found a little bit of... She had to do a little bit of bulleting to get out, and when she did, she just picked up uh, Sicilian, who's won since then um, quite easily. So she's the obvious danger. It's a great clash between two promising fillies. One infatuation, the third, she's got the form on the board through all the good two-year-old races through the season. And then Caballus, number four, um, would love to have known where he would have finished on debut had he had a clear crack at them. So we'll go six, five, one, and four there, Rod. Yep, um, I'm with five to beat six. I'm with uh, Estriella. Uh, just with the better draw, nice cover, great turn of speed, and um, you know the stable have backed up the wrap on her. Uh, Shaken a very interesting move this morning, um, so quickly four dollars to three thirty. Um, well bred, beautifully bred, sharp filly, raced away at her first up run. Um, appears very talented, and uh, the market place is warm to her early, which is always a good sign. Caballus interests me. I reckon he had a lot to offer. Um, but that was 1250. This is 1100. But two year olds, a fast run two year old race. If he gets room to move, he could unleash this horse. Uh, keen to have a look at him. And I'll put in infatuation, although Porter Rossa is uh, snapping at their heels there as far as being in the numbers as well. Five, six, four, and one. Darren Flindell's numbers I will get for you very shortly. Just having a few issues with uh, the system. I'll try it again if I can. But, in fact, our graphics team are all over it if you're watching on Sky Thoroughbred Central. So I can pinch them off there. Six shaken for Darren. Six on top to beat one, five, and four. We move on to race number two at Randwick today. Benchmark 72, 1,600 metres. Uh, normally, Andrew Hurley would be with us for these markets, but he's taken ill this morning, so um, I will run through them as best I can for you. Uh, number one, Dr. Evil is the $9.50 chance up the top. He went up 13. He's off a wide run at his most recent start. Two, DiMaggio out of the same race, that midway, $8. Scratch three. Number four, Go Troppo at 17. Five, Phillipsburg, 12. Scratch six, number seven, Baranoff, 13. Eight, Real Peace at 12. Nine, Wealthy Investor, 15. Same price for 10, Lease at $15. And Electrica makes it a trifecta, 15, number 11. Horse 12, Siren Star at 21. 23 for 13, Forecaster. 
14 Vane Invaders popular went up $10 on Wednesday now 550 15 Alfano at 19 16 Moores Town $10 and 17 Nayika at 23 scratch the bottom ones Wide open midway duff. How does the map shape up? Well, I think the move for Vane Invader this morning because of the draw in the map, because barrier one puts itself straight in the box seat, if not in front. Lease, Moorestown goes forward. Wealthy Investor uh, steps up in from 1,400 to uh, a mile, so from a good draw, he wouldn't be too far away. Then you've got Electrica DiMaggio around the mark there and maybe even Forecaster. Yeah, look, uh, wide open races, the market suggests. I'm going to go 14, 7, 11 and 1. Vane Invader, very similar race. He comes through there a couple of weeks ago when uh, run down by Oakfield Waratah, but I just think he might get that slightly easier run this time using that barrier one just to get a bit more of a smother. I don't think he has to improve a whole lot, just more run of the race stuff to put himself right in the finish. A few others coming through that race obviously have a good chance. I thought Baranoff number 7 isn't far off. Um, he'd be better off for that run over the mile, and I think he, he's a ho- sort of horse that could cause a bit of trouble. Electrica number 11 is another horse that she's been a little bit disappointing, I suppose you'd say, but I, I just wonder whether she was just a little bit too close in the run last start. She wasn't able to finish off. Prior to that, she hit the line really well in a 1,400-metre midway. Then number one, Dr. Evil. Um, he's close to another win as well. He ran fifth in the same race as Vane Invader. There are many other chances, Ron. I'm sure that uh, if you like something here, I, I'd encourage you to back it. Yeah, look, it's a tough race. It was, you know, $8 the field at some stage before scratching. So I'm with Vane Invader as well. I just think just for his sheer run of the race stuff that he goes in, he won a couple of races last prep. The indications are he's going well last start. Good, tough, on-pace performance at this level. And I've got him on top of Dr. Evil who's a genuine midway performer, and the wide draw is definitely against him last start. Inside draw is much better for him. He loves the track and distance, and he'll be around the mark again. Real Peace, he's got a couple of good Ramwick runs, this horse, and I thought he looked stronger there second up in a race that wasn't suitable for him. So even though he's got the wide draw, if he gets it back to follow, he's certainly got a little knockout chance here, as does Wealthy Investor. Yeah, I know it was a weaker race at Grafton first up, but he's always been a nice horse, been working progress for a long time, and indications are that he's come back well. 14, 1, 8, and 9. Okay, Duff, uh, 14, 1, 8, 9 for yourself. Darren Flindell is uh, going this way in race number two, the midway. Five, Phillipsburg on top, which is um, part owned by um, Andrew Martin, our uh, Sky Racing One uh, main host uh, of a Saturday. So good luck to you, Marto, with Phillipsburg. One Doctor Evil, eleven Electrica, fourteen Vane Invader for the Miners for Darren. Five, one, eleven, and fourteen. That's race number two, the Midway at Ramwick. We go to the Highway now, which is race number three on the program, and it's a twelve hundred metre class three. Up the top, number one Jungberg is at fifty one. Two Zaru, last start winner of a Highway, easy to eight dollars fifty. Three Pure Fuego, fourteen. Number four Salire at six. Five Tags. At 21, I thought he was good resuming. Six, Wizard of Oz, $12. They did bet 31 on Wednesday. That was quickly snapped up. Seven, Jesco Bang, 18. Scratch eight. Nine, Iron Will, solid at $7, in from nine. Eleven, Sapido Beauty, at $11. Eleven, Free State, 151. Twelve, Take the Kitty, seven. 
13 Melody again, $4.40. That's easy from her opening price. Makes a favourite, though. Scratch the next two. 16 Dupride Star, 81. 17 Denny Gal, 34. Scratch, 18. 19 Vilified, 34. And Scratch, 20. Melody again, number 13. Duff is favourite. The map doesn't look much good, though. Uh, no. Um, so... It does look a, a little bit tricky for her. I've got Iron Will going forward. Wizard of Oz has showed good uh, good gate speed in his trials, which have been eye-catching. Dupride Star, Zaru, um, won't be far away there. But uh, I think Iron Will will go forward. I'm kind of hoping that there's not a really strong speed in this highway. I know we tend to get them. This is the 350th highway to be run, actually, uh, since it kicked off nearly eight years ago. I'm going to go with four on top here, Solire. Probably hasn't ticked that 1,200-metre box yet. I know you spoke to Cameron Crockett earlier this morning. I just wonder if he can... If the race isn't a really strongly run 1,200 metres, if Nash can get him to hold him up and have that last shot at them, I think he's got probably the best turn of foot in the race. As we saw when he charged home into third behind Omni Man a couple of weeks ago, that was 1,000 metres. So, look, he's good enough to win one of these highways. It's just a matter of getting the brakes in the run. So, four on top. Then I've got the trifecta from the highway a couple of weeks ago. I'm going with 12, take the kitty to run second, 13, Melody again to run third, and Zaru, who won that race for fourth. They're all racing really well, as we saw from that run. I thought take the kitty was probably one of the better runs in that race. She was held up. Uh, he was held up a little bit behind Melody again, who was charging down the outside in that race. So maybe he can turn the table. So 4, 12, 13 and 2. Yeah, I'm, I'm tipping against the map here uh, in tipping Melody again. I thought there was a lot to like about his first up or her first up run. She's only a three-year-old filly, uh, lightly raced, has upside. And what I like about her, she's got to turn a speed uh, where she can, you know, make a dash at this lot and and put herself in a winning position. No luck last time. I thought she should have just about won. Uh, the trial horse is definitely Wizard of Oz. Now, I know his form's well exposed, uh, but first run for the new stable, I thought his two trial wins are great, and the map is perfect for him here. And If you were lucky enough to get the $34, I think you've got massive overs here. Likewise with Tags. Now, he's had a month to get over that first up high roadway run behind... Um, uh, Mogo Magic that day. I think 1,200 suits better. And I, I think he's a little dark horse here, Tags. And best of the rest is 12. Take the kitty. I concede uh, she had no luck alongside of uh, Melody again there in the same race. 13, 6, 5 and 12. Thoughts of Ron Duffer. See, I agree, Duff. He's a, he's a sleeper, Tags. He was fantastic sure. fresh, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Darren's found Melody again, this favourite, number 13, on top for Darren to beat two Zaru. 12, take the kitty, and number 9, Iron Will. 13, 2, 12, and 9 for Darren. Race number 3 at Royal Randwick this afternoon is an 1,800-metre race. A benchmark 78, and number 1, Ita. Uh, she's your honest type uh, at this level, isn't she? Uh, $4 favourite, is she? No, second favourite at $4. Two decadent tails, being a firmer. $3.50 from 5 on Wednesday. Scratch 3, number 4, Barchio Del Miss, 21. Number five, Masquerade is at $7.50. They bet double figures. Six, Sophia's Magic at 17 Seven, 1A, $15. Number eight, Boot Scooter is at 6 Nine, Love the Invasion, 16 Ten, Apache Bell, 41 
and number 11, Endorphins, at $7.50. Two decadent tail here, Ray, is the three fifty favourite. I'll firstly go to Duff, though, for his map, and then your thoughts. Yep, well, it looks the stable, mates, to me. I think love the invasion. Decadent tail, who got too far back the other day, usually she can race on speed, so I think she grabs the stable mates back. And I think, other than that, probably left to Ita to, to roll forward here um, to a certain extent. Yeah, I agree, Ron. It doesn't look to be a very fast-run race, and the Jason Dima pair do look to have control. I, I think he can win the race with number two, Deccan and Taylor. It just looks tailor-made for her, particularly if she does find that spot in the first few in the run. I know she's coming out of that midway uh, a couple of weeks ago, but gee, she, she was just never in the race, right back there last, had to come down the outside. Nothing really made ground from the back uh, to be in the finish there, and she was only beaten two and a half, so... Coming back to Mayor's company, she drops a bit in weight. That soft draw, there's so much to like about her. And the 1,800 metres is pretty well ideal. So she gets her chance to win. One Ita is the logical danger. Uh, she gets a bit of weight relief now with that claim for Amy McLucas. Endorphins number 11. I thought she had a chance there at Warwick Farm, but again, she's a chance in this race. And then Lovely Invasion number 9, I'll put in for fourth. If they forget about her up front, um, she's better than... She showed that in that race so that Endorphins ran at 13. So I'll go two to beat one, 11 and nine, Rob. Yep, pretty similar from me. This is one of my must bets for the day, Decadent Tail. I think the setup is absolutely ideal. Uh, astute little claim here this time. So drops three kilos from last time and just um, runs the 1800 right out and dead set excuses last start. Um, the race lacks depth and guts. Um, Ita looks the danger, even though she's a little query at 1,800. She's been up a while, but she gets that Amy McLucas three-kilo claim and is beautifully placed in a race like this. I'll throw in endorphins as well, just through sheer timing, third up after a better run, second up, and uh, like these lightweights in these races past a mile, and uh, with 53 and a half, she certainly has some credentials. And Boot Scooter minds his own business from barrier run one and will hit the line. I like two a lot, two, one, 11 and eight. I love it, Duff. A uh, bit of confidence there, race number four. Darren Flindell has gone this way. He's gone with Ita, number one, to beat two, eight and five. Just one other runner there, Duff, that Mascarara. Are we... Are we just being a little wary third up now? I know she didn't do too much last start. It was a bit of a sit and sprint, though, and maybe she's looking for this sort of trip. Well, she's an import we haven't got a line on yet because she's had two runs at a 1,300 and 1,400, and she's been in the market. Yeah. So if she has a future in Australia, uh, she has to run well in an 1,800 at this level in a week 78. And, yeah, yep, I could... Uh, I'd be interested if the push was there on track or in the late market moves. Good to have you with us, Racing HQ Saturday. We are previewing Ramwick today. You're with Ron Duffercy and Ray Hickson going through the program, and we're up to race number five with our preview of this meeting. It is a benchmark 78 over the 1,800 metres, and last start winner number one, Special Envoy, is a 6.50 chance up the top. Um, scratch number two, three too much caviar at 10. Four touristic at five dollars. Number five, Mahagoni at fourteen. Five, Matamani is four sixty to three sixty. That makes it favourite. Number seven, Carmaguay at twelve dollars. Eight wine glass bay, six dollars fifty. Nine tip of the spear is at fifteen. Scratch ten. Eleven, trust the process is at seventy one. Twelve Don Pedro, twelve, thirteen Verbeck forty one. 
and scratch number 14, Silent Agenda. Favourite here, number six, Madamani for Zach Lloyd at $3.60. Duff, where does it map here? Well, I think uh, probably in the first five or six with that inside draw, um, horses like Don Pedro and Too Much Caviar are the, the, the noted go-forward horses. Special Envoy from one will hold that position behind one of their backs and maybe Karma Guy can find the 1-1 one, one with um, with that other draws, uh, with the two and three barriers just behind um, Mutamani and, and Verbeck. Well, I don't see any reason why number four, Touristic, won't be in the finish again here. He's just been racing so well, this preparation. Uh, I thought that he was quite good there at the 2,000 metres behind man behind the money who led all the way. Um, and that was on a backup from his wing over the 1,800 metres. So he's had a few weeks freshen up. I think the form around him is good enough. And so long as you're able to run on, I think he'll be running on hard to be in the finish. The danger number six, Mutamani. I guess what we're going to find out about this horse is, is whether he's a soft track horse or, or, or a good track horse because he was brilliant at Warwick Farm on a soft six or thereabouts, and then I thought he was a little disappointing when I, or I expected him to win uh, that race a few weeks ago on good four. So it be interesting to see how he handles this track today. Uh, I'm not potting him, but I, I just, just want to see him do it uh, on a firmer track. One special envoy, uh, if he holds that form from his last start, he's got the draw to put himself in the finish again. And Wineglass Bay number eight, I'm expecting a good run from. Not that first up run over the 1,400 metres three weeks ago was quite good and the 1,800 metres is going to suit him. So four to beat, six, one, and eight. Ronnie? Uh, yeah, well, I agree with you with the fact that he was on the backup last time. I don't know about these imports on a backup. So I like the three weeks between runs. I don't mind his consistency. And uh, in an even field, um, I'll put him on top. Kirkaby Frank, that form, um, running second in that race last time, coming out winning. So, yep, I'll lean his way. I think there's obviously uh, dangers in the race. I thought uh, Wineglass Bay uh, will go much better at this distance. I thought I thought he did enough there first up to get to McDonald. Um, he's had a lovely trial uh, since that first up run. So he should be in pretty good order here. Uh, of the others, uh, six, Mutamani, the marketplace has gravitated to him, which is always a, a, a good sign. I was just put off. I thought, oh, well, if he's in order, maybe McDonald rides him and maybe, you know, Lloyd or whatever on Wineglass Bay. But I might have that completely wrong uh, because Zach did win on him uh, two starts back. So um, he, maybe he was the preferred choice as far as that's concerned. And best of the rest. Look, I threw in tip of the spear, although Annabelle poured a little cold water on it this morning, so he'll need the run. But uh, I just don't mind these... Uh, import second prep four eight six and nine. Yep, fair enough too, Duff. Four eight six nine. There, your numbers. Darren's gone this way in uh, race number five. Number one, special envoy on top to beat four. Touristic twelve. Don Pedro and number six, Mutamani. Numbers one, four, twelve, and six for Darren. There, race number five. Race six at Bramwick today, and it's a benchmark seventy-two, thirteen hundred metres the distance. Number one, plundering is at $4.20 up the top. Two, King of Naples at $6.50. Scratch the next two. Five, Straight Acer, easy to $8.50. Six, Nosy Parker, 23 Seven, Star Mistress is at $8. Eight, Gently Rolled, $8.50. Nine, Pure Hydrogen, 41 Ten, Capital Queen at 15 Number 11, Venelope at $7. 12, Terra Star, 17 Scratch number 13, 14 Little Bayer is at 26, 
and 15. Wind chat staying solid at $7. Not a lot of activity this morning in this market, guys, but uh, plundering number one is the 4.20 favourite, Duff. Yes, Star Mistress has been leading in Victoria, and Barrier won from that stable. You expect an aggressive ride. Now that Windchat's snuck into this field, she's got good gate speed. And then I would have thought King of Na- Naples takes up the box seat with a little Bayer probably sitting up outside. Plundering is in a little bit of an awkward spot there. He, he He's very fit, and uh, it'll need a good Zach Lloyd ride to find a position on him. Yeah, I like the way this race sets up for King of Naples, number two. Um, he was really good winning Canterbury a couple of weeks ago. Uh, beat Shines in that race, and Shines came out and won during the week, which is always encouraging. He had to do a lot of going sideways to get out in that race, and he did a good job to pick them up late. I just think he can settle, he, he can settle, you know, third, fourth, fifth in the run here behind the speed, and it's just a horse that's always promised to, um, you know, make his way through the grades to a certain extent. So I think he gets his chance to back that up. Uh, Eleven Vanellope, I think, is. Another promising horse. Perhaps she wants a little bit more than 1,300 metres, but uh, she was only getting warm there at the end at the Kensington track, and she'll get back here and, and hit the line again. After throw seven-star mistress in, uh, she gets any control up in front. I think she'll take running down. Just not sure where that wet track form in Melbourne lines up to here. One plundering you can't leave out. As Ron said, it's going to need a great ride from Zach Lloyd, but we've come to expect that from him these days. So... He has to go in the mix. Two, 11, 7 and 1. Yeah, look, I'm having a throw at the stumps with straight Acer here, uh, number 5. I think he's a, a three-year-old that showed bits and pieces of promise last preparation. I I liked his win first up. He beat Kangaroo Court, who I thought was impressive in town last Saturday. So all that fits in, and he could, be, he could go on with a job this preparation. Would like to see a little bit more support for him come race time. Otherwise... Uh, obviously, the figures don't stack up with the pros, but I, I, I think he's got a good little knockout chance. I have to put in plundering. He's had a month freshen since his last start. He comes out of the right races for a race like this. Uh, there's no doubt about it. He stays in a 72, and he gets that little claim for Zach, and he did carry the big weight last time and ran, raced well, so he's a proven weight carrier. Uh, the dark horse at odds here is definitely number 12, Terrastar. Uh, and the form was in Melbourne last preparation, but I liked his trial hard hell, looking good. Uh, love a push for him. Love a push for him. No weight inside draw. And two King of Naples, yep, no no knock. You have to like the way he savaged the line the last little bit, uh, winning at Canterbury last time, and fourth up a win is always a good uh, a good theory. Not an easy race, 5-1, and 2. That's race number six, uh, five, one, twelve, two for Duff. Uh, Darren Flindell's numbers in this race. He's gone with straight Acer as well, Duff. So uh, he's found it uh, number Good. five on top to beat eleven, one, and two. And you mentioned that sort of late market intel. Um, how vital is that uh, in this day and age? Obviously, there's no better feeling than flying in the face of the market and backing a drifter and it wins. Uh, I mean, that can happen, but is that something you, you're really keen to look at, Duff, particularly late? Oh, yeah, and just with, <laughs> there's no, there's a lot of horses ease and win, mm-hmm. um, only because they're the wrong price to start with, but they've been protected, protected species all the way through. Yeah. But um, for self-confidence, I like to, I like to see it late. Um, just being pretty solid late in the market, just ticking a few more boxes and to guarantee that you, you you may have done your form right. But uh, look, I've seen you know sometimes the tab have gone up you know three dollars horses that you think 
why have they gone up favour of that? And it goes from three dollars to ten. You're proven right, but they win. You know, they get. The, you can look back on your markets and say, well, the tab really got that right. We thought it was a false favourite at three dollars. It's got out to ten dollars and it's won. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they get it right a lot too, as far as putting false favourites up, and they do end up in repricing as being the, the right favourite. What about for yourself, Ray? Any views? Oh, look, I never love it when a horse drifts significantly. Um, mm. It's probably not as not as vital as it used to be, perhaps, um, because there's so much early betting going on these days. You know, markets come up on Wednesday and people jump on prices early and things ease and firm really quickly. But, look, I, I always like it when you're on something that's solid in the market, close to close to jump time or even firming. Just, it just gives you that sense of confidence. But, look, look I mean, I don't necessarily throw the toys out when um, when a horse drifts but yeah it's, it's still not a good feeling to think that well okay well maybe the you know the general th- thinking is, is not with me on this horse you know so um, yeah Luke I, I think that in summary I'd rather be on something firming than easing mm. but they can still win yeah absolutely Good to have you with us, Racing HQ Saturday. We're getting through this Randwick program with Ron Duffercy and Ray Hickson this morning, and we're up to the quaddy legs, and this seventh race is a cracker, guys. A uh, really exciting sprinting contest, a benchmark 72 over the 1,100 metres, and number one, no statement, is a $61 chance. Two authentic jewel, $11. Three diamond dealer at six fifty. Now, this is interesting. Mogo Magic. Number four, he's two twenty now. Uh, they took three uh, two dollars thirty this morning. He was two forty uh, at stages as well, so he's pretty short now. Uh, five is out. Six Eastern Glow seventy one. Seven Vindication at ten dollars. Scratch eight and nine. Ten Tintuki. She was slow to recover last start when disappointing, and there's money for her today. Five fifty to four sixty. Scratch number eleven. Twelve IQ thirty one. Scratch the next two. 15 Smashing Eagle at 9.50, 16 Rebel Dean 31, and 151 number 17 as you were. Scratch the bottom two. He'll uh, put himself in the race stuff, Mogo Magic, and he's rock solid this morning. Yeah, no doubt he'll put himself in the race start vital here at 1100 because you'd rather speed drawn inside with horses like Authentic Jewel and No Statement. Vindication's got good gate speed, as does Diamond Dealer. So five, four or five pretty well strong go forward horses here yeah well, i think we've got to start with mogo magic though don't we um he's four from four coming out with coming out of that really good highway win where he you know did a bit of work early uh, was taken on and and still came out on top 220 is a little bit of an interesting dilemma for punters does he start that short does he get out What's his price in the Kosciuszko, Luke? Around the six dollar mark. I think he's, I think he's sitting alongside far too easy in that market behind the likes of Opal Ridge and Front Page. So if he's in that conversation, he does need to be winning a benchmark seventy-two um, at this stage of the year. So still a long way to go to the Kosciuszko. If he gets beaten, maybe he's not a Kosciuszko horse, but he's going to give you a big sight. Seven Vindication, I think, is the danger. Um, you know, he is coming out of a, a win at Wyong, but the favourite's coming out of a highway. So it's not um, not that big a, a deal, I thought. I think it was excellent winning that race, sitting wide under a big weight. I think he'll run well. Tintuki, number 10. Now, this horse could well jump out of the ground. 
after a disappointing run behind time to boogie last start, comes back to 1,100 metres in a likely fast run race. She runs up to a previous run, uh, then she gets a big chance. And then 15, Smashing Eagle. He's, uh, he's starting to hit straps now, and he'll be hitting the line as well. But I have to start with four as the horse to beat, Ron, from 7, 10 and 15. Well, he has to be your starting point, but every horse has a price. Uh, mm. 220 is very short. Um, big moment, defining moment for him today um, to put his hand up and say, I'm here. I know it's still 1,100. He's still going to cross up the 1,200, but he, he'll worry about that later on. So he did it quite nicely at the 11 last time at highway level. I like his determination. He, you know, he gets a flat spot on the turning. You think he's gone. They're going to get out of the top. And then he finds another gear. He's a funny horse. Um, so, yep, yeah, I've got him on top without wanting to touch the poison odds at the moment. Um, he, he, he surely he can't start any shorter than that. Um, I think Diamond Dealer is a nice mare. She did more than enough first up. She won second up last preparation. Vindication, I thought, was excellent first up uh, in, sh- in sharp time. And I'll throw in... Smashing Eagle as well, just third up, not far away, and two solid benchmark 72s of late, so got that form at this level on the board. The one I have missed is the the market mover, Tintuki. Uh, I, I missed the vet excuse last time. I thought, oh, maybe you know, she's, uh, she's trained off a little, but I, I didn't pick up that vet excuse, whether it's slow to recover or whatever, um, so... I, maybe she goes in the quaddy as well. I want to go long in the quaddy here. I don't want to go one out, but I'm still tipping the favourite at this stage, 4, 3, 7 and 15. And just on that, Duff, I missed it originally too. The, the database I used didn't have it. Yeah. Uh, the stewards report wrote it, uh, but it was it was sort of at the end of a long comment, so it, it, it was easy to brush over. And I think that if she does run up to a runs prize, she's going to be right there, isn't she? Uh, yeah, yeah. Look, um, obviously... I, I missed that, and I looked at two previous runs. I thought, yeah, yeah, good, but what happened last time? I, you yeah, know, I exactly. Thought, uh, she might be uh, just going off the boil a little bit. Obviously, the market eight dollars to four sixty, and a few good, good judges have got her there. Um, yeah, young Nick's uh, found her, and, and I think Brad Davidson's found her as well. So, um, must be respected. I believe Davo's on her as well. It takes a bit for him to open the wallet, so he's actually had a bet too. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> for Darren Fundell, he's with four guys. Uh, four on top for Darren here in this seventh race. Mogo Magic uh, for Darren to beat 7, 15, and 10 in that uh, seventh race. Sorry for giving you up, Dover. Uh, race number eight. Let's have a look at the market here. And this is over the 1,100 metres as well. A benchmark 88. And a few usual suspects here. Number one, Conscript, gets Nash today. He's $11. He opened single figures uh, as long as 16 at stages of this market back to that $11 price. Two in the park. Interesting booking of McDonald here, but easy at the moment to 12. Number three, De Poor, $5. They bet six. Number four, Insurrection's the main mover in the marketplace. He went up 390 became $4 shortly afterwards, but by close of business on Wednesday, he was off the map to $2.30, and he's remained there. Uh, in the days subsequent. So Insurrection, a warm favourite here. Five Fox Fighter is at 26. Six Garrison, 17. Seven Samut, 41. Eight Kerr Royale, 16. Scratch number nine. Ten Rubenocchi is at 16. Eleven Rupertar, 8. Scratch 12. And number 13, Curtis Island, at $17. Um, Duff Insurrection is favourite here, and we know where he'll be in the run. Yeah, he'll burn across from the outside. Um, he probably drags Rubenocchi across with him, 
and Garrison is the fly in the ointment, drawn in close. He's got he, he likes inside draws to run on speed as well. And Kuroi Al can race closer with Conscript from Barrier One. Uh, Kuroi Al from Barrier One and Conscript won't be far away. Yeah, I wouldn't be too worried if Insurrection lands outside of Garrison. That's where he was when he outpointed Brudenell a couple of weeks ago. So um, the wide gates from the 1100 metre start aren't so significant with that. Just nice little bend. He's got it he, again. He's the starting point here for me. Insurrection number four. He's just been so strong at the end of his races, which is. Uh, really encouraging as he creeps up now in class to the 88 level. He's only, the only horse that's beat him so far this prep is Omni Man, and we know that's pretty good form now. So he's the horse to beat, 3D poor. Look, if there's plenty of pressure up front, and there could be, he's the one that's got the nice draw behind them. Coming back to 1,100 metres out of the Ramorni, I think, is a plus. Um, he started favourite in that listed race, and he's definitely the one I'm worried about here. I think number one conscript has to go into everything. Um, he's been in the wars since his last official start in the June stakes. Obviously, he went around without the rider mm. uh, a few weeks ago. I think he, I think he actually won the race without the rider from memory. Hey, but, we can't uh, use that as a form line, though. So that's, not, <laughs> that's, not a, that's, that's not a form pointer, but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, he, he did win. You're right. He did win. He's a, he's you know he's at least got that desire, Ray. He's got the desire. That's it. Hopefully, he can keep the jockey on this time. <laughs> and uh, look, he, he he has to go to the mix. He won an open sprint before that, so. Um, 11 Rupertar next best my only concern with Rupertar is that she didn't really compete very well at 78 range last uh, last preparation, this is an 88 but she does get in with 52 kilos and does go well fresh, so 4 to beat 3, 1 and 11 Yeah, I'm very keen on Depor here, I think he's a really nice horse um, I think the races 7 and 8 with these favourites comes down to the pattern if you can mm. If it becomes, you know, the leaders are winning, well, they'll hold their place in the market. You may go magics, your insurrections. If the sweepers are coming into play, there's going to be good specking to beat them. And I'm hoping the sweepers are coming into play by race eight because um, I think he's the better of the day to poor. I think the lightweight suit Rupertar, as, as Luke said this morning, um, Little Mare, uh, we've sort of aimed her at this race thinking that she gets in with the 52 and how often do you see these lightweights win these races and she's so good fresh insurrection no knock he's going well and best of the rest is a big improver is Kerr Royale from barrier one I like three three eleven four and eight Duff Keen there Darren has gone this way four on top insurrection for Darren Flindell to beat 10 9 and 11 with his numbers um What's happened there? Okay, so what's happened is uh, Darren had try stayed on, and I think he, in his tips, and he's come out uh, late. So um, we'll need to get a replacement number there for Darren in that uh, eighth race on the program. Race number nine, and uh, the market shapes up this way for a 1,600-metre benchmark 88. Number one, Athabaskan is at $61. Two, Kiss the Bride, 51. Scratch number three. Four, Battleton is at six. Five, Casino Lord. He's 31. Six Super Pursuit, 10. Uh, best price available about him was $14. Number seven, Stonecoat, $3.70. They did bet six six fifty and $7 when the market went up. He was originally an easer in betting, uh, but he's been uh, well found. And today, $4 to $3.70. Scratch the next two. Number 10, King of the Castle, is at six fifty, holding his place in the market. 11, Tazaral, very solid at five. 12, Estadio Mistaya. At six dollars fifty, thirteen too much caviar uh, is out, and fourteen silent agenda 
uh, $16. Um, just before the map, Duff, is Estadio Mastaya sort of getting into old mate category? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> old, old mate. Yeah. Uh, she, she looked so good early on. And she just gone through the motions um, mm. uh, so far this preparation, or, although been round the mark. Well, the speed mappers have moved in on Stonecoat to be three dollars seventy now from seven before scratchings, uh, because he gets a solo lead here, even though he's a seventy-eight to an eighty-eight. Um, I don't know what Kiss the Bride does. Fresh blinkers are off. He could be back last. He could be up vying for the lead with Stonecoat. He's one of those type of horses who he has his moods. Battledon won't be far away. Southern Agenda won't be far away. Yeah, I'm with the map here, Ron. I thought Seven Stonecoat really deserves another chance. Um, he does seem to be a, a better horse when he's allowed allowed to lead and and fight. Um, he did, had to do all the chasing there last start. He did hit the front and, and kick away briefly, but uh, he did have 61 there as well. So with the big drop in weight and the likelihood that he'll get a, a nice time up front, I think he'll be hard to run down. 11, Tazarel, obviously a danger. He is slightly worse off at the weights compared to, to Stonecoat now. And it'll be interesting to see whether there is a change of tactics because he did turn last in that race um, at the 1,600 metres. He can roll forward if desired, but you know, is he looking for 2,000 metres? So there's a few question marks for me with Tazarel, but if again, if, as Ron said, if swoopers are coming into play at this stage of the day, well then he's, uh, he's definitely a big threat. 10 King of the Castle, well, I thought was enormous last start behind Bold Mac. He got so far back. Um, I think he did such a good job to get within a length. He can be a little bit closer uh, this time around. And 6 Super Pursuit, again, um, if it comes down, to how the, comes down to how the race is run with him, if they're coming down the outside, well, he'll be down the outside with a horse like Tazarell, who he didn't finish too far behind. So, like I said, I'm going with the map at this stage, 7 to beat 11, 10 and 6. Um, I'm with Tazarell. I thought he was just too dominant first up to do what he did from the back. Uh, needs a, a smart ride from Schofield. I don't know what that smart ride's going to be, but it won't be just flop out the back and think he's going to do what he did last time because this is a, a different race altogether. So, look, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable to go with, his, with, with Tazarell here. I think Battledon just gets the lovely run from the inside. No luck last time. And uh, that was in an 88. Uh, six super pursuit well I'll talk about old mates <laughs> <laughs> he has just he, many, it's I'm not surprised. his fault though is it Duff it's not his fault a lot of the time he just can't draw a barrier I'm, he's in a pocket he's like a hanky he's always in a pocket what, what's his stable mate's name the old mate the other super old mate super strike <laughs> I'm surprised this Richard Collett still got hair in his head <laughs> he'll be pulling it out every time they go around but one day he's going to get the brakes and he'll be too good for him. And, well, King of the Castle's just too honest. Um, Stonecoat, yeah, I get it, but it all comes down to pattern for him to be so dominant as a $3.70 chance. 11, 4, 6 and 10. Darren Flindell in uh, race number 9. He's gone with number 10, King of the Castle. And uh, 10 on top for Darren to beat 11, 7 and 4. Brings us to the last at Royal Randwick today. It's race number 10 on the program. Market looks this way for an a benchmark 78, 1,300 metres. One XL Artist is at $9. Number two, River Plate at $9.50. Three Banana Queen, gee, she's solid today. Three twenty post scratchings, now $2.60. So they've gone crunch there with her. Number four, Super Friendship is at 10 Five Belarus, 19 Six Cruel Summer, 23 Scratch, 7 Number eight, Wind Shadow, $8. Nine, 10 Bells, 19 
10 Mirror View, $11. Down to 11, Sunborn, 41. Scratch, 12. 13, Strombus, 23. And 14, and again, she is at $10. So Banana Queen, very popular. Uh, on Wednesday, went up $4.40. She was three seventy by close of business. Today, though, three twenty into two sixty. Duff, she's a warm favourite. Yeah. Um, Speed, Wind Shadow, River Plate are the two. Mirror View box seat behind. Exolatus has uh, got a little bit of work to do to get across horses like Cruel Summer and Banana Queen just behind with Super Friendship. Yeah, I don't know about 260 now, uh, guys. I, I was, like a lot of people, quite keen on her chance. So I suppose that you know, the market's probably reacting a little bit also to her popularity with the likes of us, if we're that influential. So three on top, Banana Queen. Oh. I thought, like, <laughs> they, don't they go the other way? <laughs> probably. They usually do. They usually do. Um, look, you know, she's done everything right in the lead up to this resumption. She trialled nicely at Hawkesbury. I think she'll find a, a spot in the first half of the field. 1,300 metres first up is, is perfect for her. She's a horse that can probably, you know, get back to maybe Mayor's Stakes Company in the coming months. Poor Super Friendship. Well, we're not sure where he sits at this stage. He's won a Class 1 at Rossford and a, a 72 at Kensington. He's he's fought hard to win them. The form's held up okay out of his last win. So um, not sure where he stands just yet. So he goes in from a, a great draw. One of my old friends is number 13, Strombus. Um, he's been fresh since his last start win over the 1,400 metres where he you know, hit the line really well. Um, he'll probably get back here and I think he'll be running on. So I've got a, he's one of those horses that I've probably got to always throw in. And then eight, eight win shadow. Um, I thought he responded really well to pressure to win last start at Rose Hill. Does go up in weight, but there's uh, also another horse on the up. So the three on top from four, 13 and eight there, Ron. Yeah, uh, not very sporting, is it, uh, the price? <laughs> it's not very sporting at all. I missed, missed the start here, missed the start badly. I was contemplating the 360 yesterday, but mm. uh, 260, protected species now. I think she'll win. Um, trial was too good. Fresh form's too good. Mirror view might be the saver. Barrier one had no luck from there last time, but surely a different situation here. Wind Shadow could be an improver, shooting for three straight. And Super Friendship's going well. Good, tough sort of a horse, but I think she stands out. Three, ten, eight, and four. My best... Is uh, Depor. Even though I want to back Deckard and Taylor and the Banana Queen, I think Depor's the best gamble all day. I'm going to let you and Ray talk about the cricket or the, the swimming yeah. or the <laughs> football because I want to get a head start and get to this preview. You get out there, mate, and have a great day as well, Ron. <laughs> Thanks, guys. There goes the Duff. Um, his best, Depor. Banana Queen finishes the day for him. Darren thinks she's a good thing as well, Banana Queen. Darren Flindell, 3 4 13 and 1 to round out the Randwick program. What's your best for Randwick today, Ray? Well, that's getting a bit of a worry now, isn't it? I'm, everyone's making it their best. My best race four, number two, Decadent Tail. I think she sets up really well to, to break through in, in this sort of company today. Um, the other one I'm probably keen to back is, is King of Naples. I, I like him uh, as well. I think he gets a nice setup to, to reproduce his uh, last start win, Luke. But if you want to put me, pin me down to one, race four, number two. Beautiful, mate. Um, Duff mentioned the cricket. Um, pretty, pretty even, Stephen, at the moment. The the final Ashes Test. Yeah, look, uh, you know, I'm not really staying up watching it at the moment, Luke. But um, you know, let's just hope we can put the final nail in in this Test match, and mm. you know, we've won we've won the series anyway. So, um, 
it's almost like a dead rubber in the in the state of origin, isn't it? Yeah, exactly right, mate. Um, England two hundred and eighty three in their first innings, and Australia all out for two hundred and ninety five. Did you hear the news about Broad playing with the Bales oh, overnight? Geez. Really? <laughs> he was fiddling with the Bales. Um, between balls, and the very next ball, uh, Labuschagne got out. So I don't know if he was playing mind games, but uh, he gave Kawaja a pat on the back uh, after that as well. So it's not really one of mine, Broad, but he can bowl and he can play cricket. I suppose if you're English, you'd absolutely love him, but uh, he just rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, it's a bit like that, isn't it? You know, we've got our characters too that they don't particularly like, but we love. So, um, yeah, good luck to them, Luke. Mate, you have a good day. Enjoy it. Uh, good program at Randwick today. Yep, hope there's some pl- plenty of winners there for us all. I'm Cheers. sure there will be. There's Ray Hickson. That was Ron Duffersey as well. That's been the Randwick preview. If you're watching us via Sky Racing, uh, you're about to leave us. Thanks for joining us uh, today. The coverage will continue on Sky Sports Radio and via your tab app. You can listen to us via that as well. Melbourne preview ahead. So too Brisbane. And a little bit later on behind the gates where we'll refocus on Randwick. We'll take your texts on the text line and release the multi again. We got it last week, so hopefully we can go back to back.